Hello and welcome to the Desperate and Appalling podcast series. My name is Paul Sloan and together with my co-author Des McHale we've written a number of books ranging from uh, lateral thinking puzzles, mathematical lateral thinking puzzles, world's best word puzzles, one, two, three, four, wacky, witty and wonderful words are some of the books we've written. And in this series of podcasts, we chat about puzzles, situations, words, anything that takes our fancy. So please sit back, enjoy the podcast, and if you like it, come back and listen to some more. Good morning, Des. Good morning, Paul. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about kick yourself puzzles. Uh, But before we do that, I um, I should reprise the puzzle that we set in the last episode uh, and that was an anagram i asked you to find an anagram for the classroom and find something which you might find in a classroom as an anagram of that uh, 12 letter combination and the answer to the anagram of the classroom is schoolmaster Uh, and of course you can find a schoolmaster and that's one of those beautiful anagrams where uh, the words have a, a relationship apart from just uh, rearranging the letters. They're the best ones, I think, but they're very difficult to manufacture. Yes, yes, indeed. But uh, that one features in our book, World's Best Word Puzzles. Kick Yourself Puzzles, a super little book. It's been around for a few years and it's very popular and it consists of riddles. Uh, there are uh, nearly 300 riddles in the book, uh, but we call them Kick Yourself Puzzles because they should be puzzles where when you hear the answer, you kick yourself or want to kick yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give us one from the book, please, Des. I like the one. How do you drop a raw egg onto a concrete floor without cracking it? How can you drop a raw egg onto a concrete floor without cracking it? I give up. Well, the answer is concrete floors are pretty difficult to crack. <laughs> yeah, and, indeed. <laughs> and it's one of those beautiful examples of uh, the obvious interpretation of the question is not the uh, um, the one that's employed by the yeah. riddle poser. And another favourite of mine is, has a horse won the Grand National six years in a row? The answer is yes. A horse, a horse wins the Grand National every year. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed it does. Indeed it does. But I think these things are a lot deeper than people might think because they involve language, they involve ambiguity, they involve puns. And I mean, they are typical problems. When you're faced with a problem, you don't know what the solution is. So you can look for a trivial solution, a very deep solution, a clever solution. And it's all about the process of solving problems. And these are mini problems, really. They're mini lateral thinking puzzles encapsulated in a few words. And maybe for modern people who don't have time to sit around asking yes, no questions for a half an hour, they're the exact thing that they're looking for, something stimulating for the mind. So here's one for you. What is the last thing you take off before going to bed at night? What's the last thing you take off? And I know what it is. I give up. What is it? Well, people get stumped by this and they think it's an item of clothing or underwear or something else. But the answer is, it's your feet off the floor. Because while your feet are on the floor, you're still not in bed. Once you take your feet off the floor, then you're in bed. So the last thing you take off before going to bed at night is your feet off the floor. I I remember, you know, my grandmother, um, who really wouldn't have been very much into humour, but she loved riddles and the whole point of the riddle was to catch out the listener and it's a sort of the superiority theory of humor that um if you feel superior to the person who can't answer the question (laughs) and i mean she used to ask one what uh, what can speak every language in the world 
Mm. I think this is very clever. This is very old-fashioned. And the answer is an echo. An echo could speak every language, yes. Isn't that very nice? And there's a crossover between riddles and jokes. Uh, one of my chess friends asked me this question. He said, he, he, we were talking about gardening, and he said, he said, do you put manure on your rhubarb? And I said, <laughs> hey, yes, I do. And he said, well, I put custard on mine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course, uh, I walked straight into that one. Yeah, <laughs> do you yeah. put manure on your yeah. rhubarb? Um, it's, it's, somebody who lives in New York is called American. Somebody who lives in London is called British. What do you call somebody who lives at the North Pole? Uh, um, I don't know. Absolutely crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no, unlike the South Pole where people do live, there's no land at the North Pole. It's just ice. And yes. uh, I think it is crazy. And what's the, the name that you should use for people born in San Francisco? I don't know. Uh, the correct term is babies. <laughs> very nice, very nice. <laughs> I, I've got a little grandson called Josef. He lives in Sweden, and he's he'll be five years of age soon, and he's just getting into jokes, and it's very interesting to watch his development. He doesn't always get it correct, but he does come up with his own jokes, and he actually caught me out. We were Zooming, and he said, um, what did the banana say to the giraffe? And I said, I don't know, and he said, nothing. Bananas can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> now he came up with I think he's rediscovered that one but he did actually come up with that himself and for a five-year-old I think it's very very clever but they love the process and especially if they can get one over on an adult and show that they're cleverer than the adults who are teaching them everything then I think they enjoy that process very much indeed. and what's clever about that riddle is that the giraffe is a complete red herring you, you could have said That's what did good. the banana a, say you think is it got to do with a long neck or yes and it just distracts you and yeah. takes you in the wrong direction and, and you're in trouble. And, and here's an interesting one. What game begins with a T, has four letters and is played all over the world? What game begins with a T, has four letters um, and is played all over the world? Well, I play this game, so I know the yeah. answer to this one. <laughs> the answer is golf. Yes. But because the interesting it, thing is that you can say that one, but you can't write it down. You can't Once write you write it, it down, you've, you've given it away. So I'm going to give you a very, very old riddle now. I don't know whether you know this. It's an ancient poem. It goes like this. A man without eyes saw plums on a tree. He did not take plums, but he did not leave plums. How could this be? Do you know this one? I, I, I vaguely remember. I think it's got something to do with grammar and plurals. I think Correct. Was just that there was one plum on the tree. That's right. A man without yeah. eyes, he had one eye. Yeah, and he saw plum uh, saw plums on a tree. He did not take plums. He took one plum. He did not leave plums. He left one plum. Mm. And the point about it is that a singular is not a plural, and a plural is not a singular. Not a singular. Very so nice. he was without eyes, but he had one eye, and that uh, stumps most people. It does. And of course, the, one of the most ancient riddles of all time is the famous riddle of the Sphinx. Yes, and the Sphinx. The, it was what has got um, four legs in the morning. Uh, two legs in the afternoon and three legs in the evening. Yes. And, and it turned out to be, the answer was man, because man crawls around when he's a baby, walks with his two legs and he's grown up. And then when he's an old man, he walks with it, but he, he walks with a stick. But Emo Phillips, the famous comedian, came up with a wonderful alternative solution. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> it's a donkey, because a donkey walks on four legs in the morning. 
<laughs> I don't think I can finish this joke. No. <laughs> when you cut off two of its legs, it walks on two in the afternoon. And in the evening, when you glue one leg back again, it walks on three legs. I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. But what's interesting about that very ancient riddle is the use of the metaphor. The day represents the life of true, the man. True. Well, it comes with a motorcycle. It isn't needed by the motorcycle or the driver, but it's impossible to drive a motorcycle without it. What is it? It comes with the motorcycle, but it's not needed. I think I know that one. Is it noise? It's the noise of the motorcycle. Oh, the you yeah. don't need it. You don't want yeah. it, but yeah. you can't have a motorcycle without it. Unless you're dr driving your motorcycle in a vacuum, but uh, that probably doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, theoretically, uh, yes, yeah. if you're on the surface of the and moon or the, something. There was a physicist called Richard Feynman, who was one of the greatest physicists of all time. I think he actually won a Nobel Prize for physics, but he was one of the few people who integrated humour into his physical theory. And he was actually able to joke and come up with jokes that, that made sense physically. And he used to ask his classes the following. Can you tell me an invention which allows you to look through solid walls? And the yeah. answer was, the answer was a window. A window, and <laughs> and, and because it's so obvious, most people go straight yeah. past it and think, yeah. Yeah. what could it be? It's some really clever periscope yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he's very famous, and he's famous as being a great educator, somebody who could communicate uh, complex ideas yeah. very very clearly. He was once asked by one of his students, Professor Feynman, would it be possible to invent an anti-gravity machine? And he said, you're sitting on one at the moment. It's called a chair, <laughs> which is a beautiful way of looking at things. But I think that, you know, humorous intelligence is underestimated by educationalists. And really, somebody with a good sense of humor is much more likely to be creative, is much more likely to be clever, maybe not always academically clever, but to come up with new good ideas and uh, you know, innovation. So how does an intruder get into a house? I give up. How does an intruder get into a house? Intruder window. Intruder window, of course. <laughs> now, is that a, a joke or a riddle? I think it, I think it's more of a joke, but there is a crossover, isn't there? Do you want to? Well, there's a there's a pun in there as well. You know, I mean, the, the categories aren't always uh, as well defined as you might think. I, I feel a joke coming on now. And this week's joke is about the, the famous joke about the inflatable boy. Tell us Poor about inflatable the inflatable boy. The inflatable boy was feeling very naughty. So he took a big pin and went down to his school and stuck it into his school and the school went collapsed to the ground. So the inflatable headmaster rushes out of school and says, what are you doing? What are you doing? So the inflatable boy takes another big pin and sticks it in the inflatable headmaster. And he goes and sinks down to the ground. But just before he reached the ground in his dying words, he said, You've let the school down, you've let me down, but most of all, you've let yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a wonderful joke. I think it's uh, it's it's. And I, I had a thought about that particular joke. I mean, it seems silly and it's well, it's well constructed. It's very clever. But I wonder, did it come out around the time that these people used to go into schools and shoot school children? You know, these crazy people. Is it a way of defending ourselves against the horror of such situations that we make up a crazy joke like that? Because many jokes, many riddles are actually reactions to awful situations. You get sick jokes happening at a time when some awful tragedy happens just to relieve the tension, just to relieve the pressure. And I wonder if that's where that joke came from. Well, maybe, but also common expressions or common idioms can lend themselves to jokes. Like you let yourself down is an expression, it's an idiom. Um, and then it's worked into the joke in a very literal sense. Yes. And yes. I saw a cartoon of um, an elephant 
uh, on a, uh, a psychiatrist's couch and the psychiatrist was saying, well, what's the problem? And the elephant says, well, wherever I go, nobody notices me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it, it, this, this, very good. this cliche of the elephant in the room now everyone talks about the elephant yeah. in the room <laughs> and here's an That's elephant who experienced it and you've done something which is very rare for me you've told me a new joke i mean i, I think i nearly know nearly all jokes i mean that's new to me so i mean the richness that's there the potential that's there is absolutely enormous and uh, i reckon there are about 15 million valid jokes in the world about 15 million and uh 15 million and one now there you go so what can you put in a cup that you can't take out you can put it into a cup but you can't take it out i don't know in the book that's number 286 and i, I haven't looked at the i'm pretty sure the answer is a crack so crack, if you put yeah. a crack in your cup it's there for good the only thing you could do is sling the thing out <laughs> the amazing thing is you remember certain ones that are significant other ones you know, even though you've written them in a book, you'll sort of forget about them, what the, what the actual solution is. And That's it's a matter true. of overload. It's a matter of keeping all these things in your mind at the same time. So in China, they hang many criminals, but they will not hang a man with a wooden leg. Did you, did oh, you know that? that? They won't hang a man that. with a wooden leg. Why is that? I don't know. That seems a very strange law. It is a strange law, but that is the, the rule in um, China. They won't hang a man with a wooden leg. They use rope. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> a shocker now we've got one or two uh, puzzles to leave people I'm, I'm going to give you the Moses puzzle and this is one I use on my workshops and it's it's a very very clever puzzle I think and it's about language it's about communication it's about understanding what's said and it goes like this Moses was the son of the Pharaoh's daughter he was also the daughter of the Pharaoh's son and it's the same man, the same Moses in both statements. Uh, and there's no sex change. It's not about gender. It's not about biology. It's about ambiguity in the English language. So I'll leave you to ponder that. But I think you've got a puzzle for people as well, haven't you? Yeah, I'd like to leave you with a mathematical puzzle. It's a very simple one, but it does cause people some anguish. And you know that um, 2 plus 2 equals 2 multiplied by 2. So the sum is equal to the product. And one plus two plus three is the same as one multiplied by two multiplied by three. So in both cases, you've got the sum of some numbers is the same, and they're positive whole numbers. So the question is now, can you find five positive whole numbers whose sum is equal to their product? Five positive whole numbers. Um, and presumably you can repeat a number in that. They don't yes, have to be different. Repeat a number if you like. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you multiply them together, you get the same result as if you add the five together. Right. Good. All right. Well, I think that's a good one for listeners to chew over. And they can also consider Moses. Moses was the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. The Pharaoh had a daughter and her son was Moses. That's pretty clear. Moses was the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. But he was also, quite remarkably, the daughter of the Pharaoh's son. So how could that possibly be? I want you to think about that. And um, that those two riddles will be solved in our next episode. Uh, which we would welcome you to tune into. And in the meantime, I'd like to recommend Kick Yourself Puzzles, which is all of our favourite riddles and uh, stumpers, which I think you and your friends and your children will really enjoy. Mm -hmm.